Hello and welcome to another episode of Treading Water. Our guest this week is big wave body surfer Nick Babot. Nick grew up around the beaches of Cronulla and played for the Cronulla Water Polo Club. His love of the ocean and being in the water started from a very young age. Nick's water polo career took him to the heights of National League, however a knee reconstruction at just 18 years old and subsequent shoulder and elbow injuries cut short his water polo career. Using body surfing as part of the rehabilitation process, Nick has become widely regarded in big wave body surfing, tackling 8 foot waves wearing just his cozies and a pair of fins. Nick and his body surfing club, the Bait Bay Body Bashers, are preparing to defend their national club championship, which will be held on home turf at Cronulla Beach on the 15th of September. Welcome back to another week of Treading Water. It's Friday night here in the studio and the in studio conference room. Um, I'm Scott Nicholson, your host. We've got a very special guest in here tonight. As a, as every week, we have special guests, but another very special guest, uh, Nick Babot. How are you, Nick? Good, thanks. How are you going, Scott? I'm on fire. Uh, haven't my, my cone has worn off a little bit, so I'm wearing, <laughs> wearing thin. Uh, joining me as well, uh, first pod we've had all three of us since. I don't even remember. I think Hannah was since probably Hannah. episode zero. Oh no, yeah, Hannah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt to my left. Matt, how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I, um, I've got nothing really. It's no. Friday. I'm ready for the weekend, but I'm very well. Good. And then Emma, directly opposite me, could be to my left, could be to my right. How are you going? <laughs> good, thanks. That's good. It's great to have everyone here. So Nick, you're obviously a, a legend of uh, of water polo. You've played polo for as long as I can remember, and we've played a few games against each other. Have we ever? I don't know if we've ever played with each other, but I guess. Uh, what you've become really famous for now um, is your body surfing. So can you sort of talk us through the genesis of how you got into body surfing and like your trip from water polo to body surfing, essentially? Yeah, for sure. So um, being a water polo player, you love being in the water all the time. So probably started water polo when I was around seven years old and um, just loved it. And then we always um, would go to the beach and stuff with mates and my older brother, Luke. We'd always just go body surfing. That's just how it was. Like, if you didn't have training, you'd go to the beach. We weren't big on, like, stand-up surfing. We kind of gave a little bit of a run. But it was always fun going out, seeing who could get out the back on the biggest days when the beach was closed. And we found it was pretty fun for training. Um, When it really kind of stepped up was I had a knee reconstruction. Um, when I was 18. What was the cause of that? Rugby. Rugby. So that was after my first year of National League water polo. Um, so that was pretty rough, and it took me a while to kind of get back in the water, egg beating. It was yeah, pretty n- tough. Yeah, pretty crucial for the old egg beater, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I did a good year of rehab, probably like six months of pool sessions, like nonstop. I was really trying to come back to National League. Then I um, hyperextended my elbow playing grade. Good. And then that put me out for another two months and I was just like, oh, this is it for me. I'm not going to try push water polo too much further. So I was just happy playing um, M2s, M3s with the boys and having fun. Absolutely. Um, but then it was maybe four years ago, I had a shoulder reconstruction. So you've had a, a pretty rough trot with the injuries. Yeah, so 
definitely. Brutal. Well, Emma's got a, a cast on at the moment. She's done a wrist. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emma, don't lose faith. You can, you can still be a pro body surfer. I can come back. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, um, so getting through my shoulder rehab and stuff, it was my right throwing shoulder. So about six months in, the doctor said I could kind of swim around. So I was like, sweet, I'll go to the beach. I'll start body surfing again. Mm. Only going left, though. I oh, kinda, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See the so, Zoolander of body surfing. Yeah, yeah. So for about two years, I kind of only went left on waves um, just because my right shoulder was still doing mm. the rehab in the gym and that kind of thing. And um, since all the boys are playing the water polo and training and stuff, it was hard to kind of watch them because I wanted to be in there, but I just knew, like, I couldn't throw. So I just found my solace at the beach and having fun there. Right, so then yeah, you're by yourself. So when did it sort of become, I guess, like the the next level, which is that you start competing and, and you know, people start noticing you like, um, you know, we'll plug your Instagram at the end, but that's how I sort of came across that you were body surfing on these incredibly huge waves and, yeah, you know, and you become famous for being out there in your, in your togs as well. Yeah, so um, there was one, one big day at uh, Tamarama Beach and um, someone happened to catch a photo of me on one of the waves. It was a good good six foot, pretty big. Um, and then I posted that on my Instagram. Yeah. And then uh, a hand plane company called War Hand Planes saw it and we had a chat. They told us about um, the East Sydney Body Surfers, which was a group in the eastern suburbs which catches up every weekend to go for a body surf. And it kind of just went from that. And then Warham Plane signed me on as a ambassador for them as well. All from one picture? All from one picture on Instagram. I mean, I've, the amount of po- pictures I've posted and got no endorsements. <laughs> 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 one picture and you picked up that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it's all really come from that. Um, and War's really uh, pushing body surfing in Australia. Mm. So it's been good to be a part of it all. Yeah, definitely. So I guess it's what's interesting to me is that body surfing is like it's something that everybody who goes to the beach has probably done. Like it's probably been more people have body surfed than probably have done surfing, but it's not as mainstream. So I guess like um, do you see yourself as a bit of a pioneer in the sport of body surfing or is there a whole culture and, um, you know, a history that we sort of don't know about? Like I know a little bit about it through Mike Stewart. Um, like I know he's really good, um, yeah. Hawaiian bodyboarding legend. But you know, are you guys at the next this next the nexus? You know, of taking it to the next level of becoming like a professional sport? Yeah, well, there's there's a huge body surfing scene in Hawaii, so that's where it kind of all originated from. And a lot of the best body surfers in the world come out of Hawaii, so like Mark Cunningham and stuff. Um, and it was always used as a form of life saving as well. You had to be able to swim out in that surf and catch a wave in, help someone else in. Mm. Um, there's also a huge body surfing scene in California, but it was it was never huge in Australia in that kind of sense. No. Um, there is stories of in the 60s, there was a crew of body surfers from Cronulla that actually pioneered Cape Salander. The first ones out there? Yes. Yeah, so not the bra boys. Not the bra boys. <laughs> 
It was uh, a bunch of body surfers and a bunch of kneeboarders. Kneeboarders as well? Yeah, so this was pre-shortboard era. That'd be, a, that'd be an interesting like um, Netflix documentary. Yeah, for sure. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what about like, you, you know, you go out in your, your cozies, which is, you know, in the middle of winter, a pretty strange thing to do for anyone. But like you, you're out in your cozies charging at these 10-foot waves like Cape Salander. So when you're out at Cape Salander in an 8 to 10-foot, these huge barrels over like really shallow reef. What's it like to be like catch a wave like that, but be so vulnerable? You know, you haven't got you've only got yourself essentially. There's no board. There's no um, you know nothing to float on. Not that you need yeah. it as a water polo player, <laughs> but you know what's that like? Yeah. Well, after all the years of water polo, you feel really comfortable in the water. Um, but with the big waves, it's been a progression. Like just through the years, you take it easy. You step it up one time when the waves are bigger, you step it up again. Um, being out in the water at Cape Solander is quite different to being at the beach because it's just it's rocks underneath, it's quite shallow. Um, I found the, the real uh, turning point in being comfortable out there was I copped a two-wave hold under. So I was going on a wave and there's the the common backwash that kind of comes off the cliff hit the wave, knocked all the air out of me. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm in the air, the lips kind of hit me, push me into the water. One of my fins has come off. I've cramped in my other leg <sighs> and I'm underwater and I'm like absolutely cooked. I don't have any breath got knocked out of me on the way down. Yeah. Cause you just, when, when do you breathe? You just yeah. don't have a chance. You don't have a chance. So, um, I tried swimming up. And the thing is there, there's so much water moving around and there's so much air pressure in the water that you don't go anywhere. Like if you try swim up, you're just not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So you've you got to learn to relax. But at the time, I tried to kick up. I got near the top and the next wave came through. Oh, that just freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was then I kind of went into like just chill out mode. I'm going to be okay. Um... And then after like 15 seconds or so, I come up. And after then, I feel comfortable now because you just, it's all about relaxing in the water and yeah. being comfortable. As soon as you start pushing against it, that's when you're cooked. So do you do like, uh, what's the, am I thinking of Blue Crush where they run along the bottom of the water and carry rocks? <laughs> yeah, do you do that sort of training? I think the training's a little bit different now. Don't you go into pools and people, like washing machine, you don't you, underwater? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. In that um, a couple of the boys have done that kind of training out at Homebush and stuff. They throw you in the diving pool down the bottom, spin you around, and then you've got to make your way up. And then they pull you as you're almost up the top. Yeah. I haven't done any of that specific training. Um, sometimes I'll go down to the pool and just do like kind of hypoxic swim sets. So you, you pyramid up from two breaths to 30 breaths. But it's always dangerous, really training your breath by yourself. Absolutely. Because you can pass out any time. Yeah, shallow water bike. I think um, the main thing is with body surfing or surfing in general, um, the waves come every 10 to 15 seconds. So the max you'll cop is like a th two wave hold under, which is about 30 seconds of underwater time kind of stressed out because you've been swimming you're pretty mm. gassed um so the training for it is like you do a sprint 
and then you do like 20 meters underwater. It's mm. not about sitting underwater for four minutes, like free dives and stuff. No, no. Yeah. It's like putting your body under stress. Under, do you yeah. take, um, I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about a guy who had a, a three wave hold under and he had uh, canisters. Do you ever go out with canisters just to, in case? No, nah, I've never. Where's really. he going to put them in his speedos? They have these um these big wave vests and stuff where you can just pull the um pull the drawstring and it blows up and it gets you up to the top. But that Which, won't work if you're on your on the body surfing, right? Yeah, I think it would just more impede the body surfing. It just it'd create a lot of drag and that mm. kind of thing. Maybe if they had one that was only on your back or something, that would blow up. But I don't know if there's the money in it for that yet. No, yeah. Well, can we, can we go back a step? Yeah. So you talk about being comfortable in the water and like that helps you if you're breathing and all that. How do you go from a knee and an elbow and a shoulder to taking on those big waves and being comfortable? Like, does it ever go in the back of your mind? You're probably past the injuries now, but does it ever sit in the back of your mind early on when you're taking on those big waves? Um, I train in the gym a lot and I've done a lot of I rehab. can tell that. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen a lot of different physios and pretty much my whole week is just making sure that my shoulder has the stability, my knee has the stability. I do a lot of um, like single arm, single leg work yeah. just to make sure that I'm comfortable in the water. Every now and then my shoulder will get like a twinge or something in the water if it'll catch or that. And I normally just call it a session. You need to know when to quit. No so, when to hold them, no when to fold them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, so we talked about war before and uh, you're an ambassador for war um, and you've also got uh, a fin company that sponsors you? Yeah, so Defin, they're like the main body surfing fin. Um, they were developed by an Australian and Hawaiian, but they're mainly based out of Hawaii. And so they're pretty much most big surf water photographers and most body surfers use them. They're the most comfortable, versatile swim fin. That's, so you've got a swim fin, you've got a hand plane, and you've got a, a chocolate as well, peak chocolate, yeah, so as your ambassador for them. Yeah. It's caffeinated chocolate, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like, it. it's like <laughs> dark chocolate with a bit of caffeine, a bit of uh, BCAAs, and uh, a bit of creatine as well. So it just gives you that energy. It's just a f that fire-up pill. That's um, so good. <laughs> but so, like, I guess in every sense of the word, you're a professional. Uh, you're probably, you're not, you know, you're not, it's not your full-time job. But is it, is the sport progressing that way? Like, are we going to start seeing, you know, um, you know, what surfing is? Is body? Are you going to be the next wave of, of body surfers who are making an income purely from from body surfing? Yeah, well, War Hand Planes is making his full income through body surfing, so that's his full time gig. Um, I've started up a body surfing shop and blog where I kind of do reviews of all the different gear and we sell it all online, so you can kind of go to one spot see everything. Which is that one spot, that website? The bodysurfingshop.com.au. Lovely. One. <laughs> um, well, you can't walk out of here without plugging your own yeah. shop. No. Yeah, so I, um, I work on that kind of through the week. Um, and it's more about getting body surfing to the masses. So we got high level hand planes, beginner hand planes, and like fins of all sizes. And you don't, do you have a, an actual shop or are you just running it out of? Just running it online. So it's been pretty fun learning to run a business and yeah. build a website and all that kind of stuff. It's been a good life experience. A hundred percent. So 
I want to sort of uh, shift a little bit because you, you, you're wearing a fantastic green cardigan, uh, the Bay Bay Body Bash, Bashers. It's not a cardigan. It's not a cardigan. What is it? <laughs> Jumper. Same thing. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys realise this is a, an audio medium, so like no one can call me out except for you guys. <laughs> listeners are thinking that the Bay Bay Body, body Bashers go around in cardigans. What oh, are they going to think? I've seen Luke at the rugby. I know he's... A <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways... Uh, Bay Bay Body Bashers are a favourite around the Beachwater Po Fours office. Um, they were fantastic. Um, I'm pretty sure you were there on the Sunday, or you weren't there. On I Sunday. wasn't able to make it. No. Unbelievable. But anyway, yeah. tell us about <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about how um, I guess the club formed and sort of the progression that it's made in the last year up to the the Womp Off uh, title last year. Yeah, sweet. So the club formed in 2016, kind of through our M2 M3 Cronulla Water Polo team. So they were the kind of first 14, let's say. And then we meet up every Sunday for a body surf and coffee and breakfast after and invite anyone else who wants to come along. Hmm. And so over two years, we've had over 100 different people come down and take part in Bay, Bay Body Bashes. And every single one of them has got a nickname as well, don't they? Yeah, so <laughs> if you come to a session on a Sunday, you get given a nickname by the... Uh, the elders of the group, the first 14. <laughs> so what's your nickname? My nickname is The Tugboat. <laughs> Why is that? Just because apparently I swim around like a tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I used to play water polo, if people were grabbing onto me, i just kind of keep swimming like a, like a tugboat <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Very yeah. apt. So I guess so. you started... Um, and you've got Wampoff Australia, which is the like national championships of bodyboarding, body surfing, sorry, uh, coming up in Cronulla in a month's time. Um, and you guys are the defending champions. So at your very first national champions, you guys walk away with the gong. Can you talk us through what are the events at Wampoff Australia? Also, can you throw in what the hell is a womp and what, is, what does that <laughs> mean? And then, um, yeah, how you guys actually won that tournament and how you're going to defend your title. Yeah, so this year will be the third Womp Off Australia. Um, Womp, if you look it up on Wikipedia, is apparently the sound that you would make body surfing when you get smashed, kind of. If you go over the falls and you yeah. hit the water. This is a womp. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like? <laughs> we'll put so, that in in post. Yeah. <laughs> I'll practice it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the uh, definition of it, and everyone just kind of runs with it. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, so it was the second womp off that the Bait Bay Body Bashers won at. Oh, it was the second title. It wasn't this. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Ignore me. The second event, the first <laughs> the first um, title for the Bait Bay Body Bashers because they didn't enter the first year. Yeah, that's what I was, I was yeah, trying to yeah. get to. Yeah. I ran out of um, brain The cells. events that happen, so there's two tag team events so the first tag team event is a length of ride based event and so a person from each team goes into the water so you'll have eight people in the water um, get a wave if you're happy with that wave you swim in you tag out with the next person and then you take the average of those five scores of the eight people out there of how many people are out there two so there'll be eight people out there at once. Yeah. And then there'll be however many teams. 
Understood. But then, okay. since it's a tag team, you normally have like five people in each team doing a round. Understood. So yeah, you take an average of the five, and that's the score for that okay. length of ride tag team. And then there's another tag team event, which is a tricks-based event. Similar style. You go out there, you get a wave, but you get scored mostly on the tricks. Some body surfing tricks are kind of like spins. Um, you can do underwater takeoffs and stuff and kind of porpoise dolphin style and oh. that kind of thing. Um, What's some, your signature move? I don't really have much of a signature move. I'm more of a length of ride specialist. A tugboat, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a couple guys. There's, uh, there's one of the guys from the, the Eastern Suburbs Club. And he can do a front flip on the wave. How? So he's going across the wave, front flips, and rides out of it. Oh, my God. It's really like you've got to see it to believe it kind of thing. Yeah, definitely, because I'm yeah. like, I don't believe it. Right? it yeah. I still don't know how he does it. I think I'm too heavy for it. I've tried it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works for you in the big surf. Yeah. So then um, it's my understanding that Bay, Bay guys, the third event. Tell us about the third yeah. event. Yeah, so the third event is an individual event. Each team will pick one person to compete. And then that score goes towards the overall score. And then the final event is a fin sprint, which is actually a 50-meter dash on the sand with body surfing fins on. Oh, stop it. And that's a free-for-all everyone can enter. And the winner of that gets the points for that round. So it's kind of a, it's a huge deal to win the fin sprint. Yeah, do you guys train for that, like on the Sundays here or running down to the beach? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure who actually trains for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a few of our boys are quite confident this year, so. That's good. Yeah. So what about, and, that, and that's the event that you guys secured the victory on, right? Yeah, so last year um, it was pretty much a tie coming into the fin sprint. And uh, Julian Cottle ended up winning the fin sprint, which won us the title. So that was a pretty exciting finish. That's incredible. So what do you, have you guys got at where, which beach are we going to, to come watch? So at the moment, it's going to be North Cronulla Beach, but depending on swell, it might get moved down to Wanda or Allura. Um, so it'll, on the day, there'll be a message kind of sent out. And, yeah. and have you, um, you know, today's uh, Friday the 24th, uh, which, you know, is significant because we've got a new prime minister. Uh, who's in, in the Cronulla electorate. So you're going to reach out to ScoMo to see if he can come down and Definitely. check you guys out. I heard he's a, a keen wamper, so. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would his nickname be? Well, yeah, well, We'd have to come right. down first. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'd have to meet him first. Churches, maybe. <laughs> um, well, Nick, um, we're, I'm incredible. I've been watching your journey for a while um, through the gram and, and what's been going on. And um, we watched your Today Show interview before uh, we, we interviewed you today. Um, so it's just, it's just awesome to see the stuff you're doing. Um, but now we move to the most important part of today's interview, which is the Fast Fours, uh, where we ask our guest uh, four questions, which gives us a bit of a, an insight to their psyche um, and lets our listeners know what they're all about. Um, Nick, are you all ready to go? All good. Awesome. So the first question in the Fast Fours, if someone was to write a book on your life, what would it be called? No no pressure, but our guest last week did a thesis on this. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I reckon mine would probably be called Water Polo and Waves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what my life's been based around. 
Um, no oh, thesis required. <laughs> I went to uh, Waverley College as well, so that also ties in a little bit there. That's excellent. That's, a, that's great. There's nothing better than a pun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> utilizing a pun in a book title is perfect. Mate, I don't know if you can hear, but I think magic's snoring. Into the, <laughs> my dog's asleep on my lap. Um, second question in the, in the fast fours. Uh, if you could have any non-water polo athlete, and you're considered a water polo athlete, um, I would say, so you, I don't know where I'm going with that. Friday afternoon. Anyway, <laughs> any non-water polo athlete in your fours team, who would you pick? I'd probably pick Osher Gunsberg. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Very yeah. interesting. Pre-weight loss or post-weight post. loss? Post. Yeah. looking very fit at the moment. He's also a keen wumper. Yeah. And I think he'd be great to have in the team. And you and your brother are very keen on uh, The Bachelor, aren't you? Yes. You've been yes, watching uh, the recent season? Yeah, we have a big group chat and we all watch it together. <laughs> have dinner, a couple of wines. <laughs> have you got a... <laughs> have you got a... Have you got a... Um, uh, a favourite yet? Like, is, have oh. you got someone that you think is going to win? Barney Badger's my favourite. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he wins anyway. I pretty much watched just for him and for Osher. But fair enough. Yeah. So what, what position is Osher going to play? Where are you going to play him on the field? Oh, he's looking pretty fit, so he'd be going all over the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd love a grapple. Yeah. Uh, question number three, uh, especially appropriate for you. Uh, appropriate for all our guests, but especially appropriate for you. Uh, the most inappropriate place you've ever worn your Speedos? So probably be a couple, being a water polo player, obviously. Mm. Um, at the top of Mount Threadbow. That's, yeah, it's cold. Yeah. It's inappropriate to, well, <laughs> to yeah. wear when it's that cold. Um, and probably Bondi McDonald's. I got a few few looks at Bondi Beach. McDonald's. Is that after a surf? Yeah, after a surf. I didn't have any clothes and I was hungry. <laughs> How'd you pay? My mate had money. <laughs> so why didn't you just send your mate? Get the Air Force card and the Cossies. Uh, final question in the Fast Fours. Uh, the ultimate location for you to hold a beach water polo fours? I think in Iceland at the Blue Lagoon. Oh. Geothermal spa. There's, yep. there's a big enough area where you could set it up and it'd be about minus 20 outside, super warm in the water. I've been there for a swim before. It'd be pretty cool. And your speedos? Yeah, definitely speedos. Yeah. It's pretty hot. In the yeah. water's hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no. I guess I guess we yeah. can look into that. If uh, shout out, I think we have uh, a couple of listeners in Scandinavia. A few downloads. We do actually, seen. yeah. So yeah, if you're out there and you're keen for us to come out to Iceland, yeah, especially if you work for know. Blue Lagoon Council. And shout out to our <laughs> listeners in the Solomon Islands as well. Top five listening <laughs> country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, scraping in there. So if you don't listen this week, yeah, like. If they're not listening, they won't hear this, but no, exactly. listen next week and stay in the top five. <laughs> well, uh, Nick, thank you so much for coming in. I know it's uh, taking time out on Friday night. Um, really appreciate it. Um, if people want to follow your uh, accounts on social media or um, buy stuff off you, where do they do that? Plug your stuff. Okay, so my Instagram is just Nick Brabot, so N-I-C-K-B-R-B-O-T. Um, and that's, i got a Twitter as well. Um, and then my body surfing shop is called thebodysurfingshop.com.au and you can find all body surfing gear and information there. And Father's Day coming up as well, obviously. Yes, so. great Father's Day gift idea. Mm. We've got um, free shipping for Father's Day at the moment. Oh, that's good. And then $2 from every sale is going to buy a bale to help out the farmers for the drought. Oh, unreal. I bought uh, my dad for Father's Day last year 
um, a, a hand plane. And I used it twice, and <laughs> I don't think he's had a go at it yet. But it's uh, yeah. I had a great time, so yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get him another one. Cut that, maybe, it's, mate. It's the, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> well, Nick, thanks so much, mate, and uh, thank you. Yeah, we'll uh, talk again soon. Sweet, thanks for having us.